Hello and welcome to another episode of the Formative Years Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Michael Smithis, and with me today, the hardest working man in show business, Daniel Newman. Wow, you have very low expectations. <laughs> Good times. Well, I don't know anybody else in show business, so I mean, you're the hardest working man in show business in my mind. What makes me part of like a show business like troop? Troop? Group? I don't know where I was going with that. Why am I in show business? Well, we were talking about all your other very successful podcasts outside of this one. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. That is that is a true statement. Yes, I have six other podcasts going. <laughs> um, Are you recording them simultaneously? I am. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a bitch for you to edit. But well, I'm not involved in your other podcasts. I'm only involved in this one. Oh shit! Who edits my podcasts? <laughs> Your other co-hosts? Ah, yes. Good old Gus Gus and Violet. (laughs) Or the producer on your, since you are, since your other podcasts are very successful, they have like companies behind them and producers and stuff. Yeah. Until they find find out some like horrible things I've done in my past and everything comes crashing down. Until they find your pro-drug children's books that you've been writing? Well, I mean, those are, I mean, those are for everyone. So, I mean, those will get published. (laughs) They will get yeah. published. Mikey's meticulous meth addiction. <laughs> like it just it just rolls off God, the tongue. I'm so proud of you for just pulling that out of your fucking brain right then and there. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, it's not like I haven't written it or anything and drawn a whole bunch of strung out children. <laughs> um, that's fine. Andy the Adderall addict and what he can teach you. <laughs> he can he can teach you how to do better in school. and better at sports and better at life in general (laughs) just go to town (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness gracious well let's get into it um this week i brought a topic i was i was really torn this week honestly because i had two topics that i thought would be really good Mm -hmm, to, mm -hmm. to to bring um but as i was sitting here thinking about it i'm gonna save one of them because I might need to, I don't know if it's enough on its own. I might need to kind of like roll it in with something else. Oh, sure. Sure. So I'm going to think about it for a little bit. So I'm going to kind of follow your lead from last week, bringing a topic that I knew mostly about. (laughs) Wait, is is this where one of my lies come out where I've said I'm really interested in something and I'm really not? I just want to look cool. Oh boy. I hope so. (laughs) That'd be really cool. Uh, Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, video editing. Yeah, I'm, yeah, well, yeah. I'm really that's good at that. that's great. It's it's um, a whole bunch of things and like mouse clicks and and tabs. It's yeah, pre- no, it's yeah, pretty really sweet. I'm feeling kind of sick now, so I'm gonna go. <laughs> gonna have to cut this one short. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Uh, no, this is so. This is something that we both know about, but that mm. you, I feel like you have a more in depth knowledge of. Oh, so this week, Jello molds. Okay. I am all on board with this. So yeah, Jello has always been an important part of my family. How um, dare you think you know more about Jello than me? Oh, how are you? Are dare you? Are you? you actually serious right now? Because this is actually th- yeah. No, no, I am. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I know more about Jello than you do. I don't think you do. I think that this will be. Do a you topic. know? <laughs> do you know that you have to boil the water? 
Um, yes. Do you also know that you need to put cold water into it as well? Yeah. Did you know you have to stir in the packet of powder? Um, it's more like whisk in, you heathen. Jesus Christ. Who whisks jello? Get the fuck out of my life. Okay. Listen. End of podcast. <laughs> Listen, my aunt used to make those like seven layer like jello molds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ortho, mm-hmm. And I was like, really cool. I do not have the patience for that shit. My, that my, seems, I, to be that fair, seems wild. I've never done it, but my dad and my brother do it for like holidays. Yeah. It seems, cause like you have to wait in between each layer for it to, to set. Right. And I'm just like, I, I don't have that. I don't have that patience. I yeah. just don't. That's an all-day project. Anyway, wildly off-topic. I'm not talking about Jello right now, although no. it is delicious and I do love it. Oh, good, um, good, good, good. Remember when Jello jigglers were a big thing in like oh my God. the mid '90s? Actually, do you do you remember <laughs> do you remember the Jello like sparklers that had that you would put you it was like just normal Jello packet, but it was like sparklers, and you would put club soda into it, and it made it yes. Fizzy. Oh yes. my god. My brother and I tried to make this for one of our like video game weekends that we had and we just added club soda to regular jello. Did not turn we just out. Just added beer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just just added warm beer to Ooh. it. I wonder if you could add that like those like alcoholic carbonated waters. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, experiment wonder, time today. I wonder, actually. I mean, to be fair, it wasn't fizzy at all, which was kind of annoying. Like, it didn't... So I don't know what was in the Jello packets that made it fizzy? I don't know. Hmm. That went anyway. added with Club Soda. Anyways, go on. Go on. <laughs> yeah, we're wildly off topic. This is the Jello podcast now. Um, hey, that's no, podcast that, number seven for you. No, that's um, that's actually podcast number four. So... Yeah. Oh, you already have one. Sorry 70, for 75th episode this weekend. So, yeah, set your podcast tune to fun. This week, we are talking about star-shaped molds. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think I probably did that in one of my old recordings that I would do in my bedroom. Um, God damn it. Don't send it to me. I won't listen to it. Um, so this week, we're going to talk about something, like I said, that like I think you have a more like in-depth knowledge of. I have a more kind of recent knowledge of, and that mm-hmm. is, of course, comic books. Oh, okay. Because you've been collecting comics since you were a kid. Right. And to give a little insight, like, so my history with comics is very limited. So, like, I have comics now. Like, I, I, I collect some comics now, mainly just graphic novels, collections. I don't do single issues. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. I'm an adult <laughs> and I don't have that kind of space or time. But or as a kid, no, I got the money. Uh, as a kid, I would buy, like, I I would get comic books, like, here and there, Mm -hmm. but never, like, oh, well, I need to get all these Spider-Man comics. I need to get all these Batman comics. Right. I don't think as a kid that I, like, that I understood the, like, idea of, like, this whole universe or that these issues were all like part of a larger story Mm -hmm. because as a kid i would just go into like the grocery store and i'd be like "Ooh, that one's shiny i like it you know oh yeah that was that was all the 90s it's like shiny embossed covers it's like oh yeah right (laughs) and it got me like i think i had like a spider-man 2099 comic that Mm -hmm. had like a shiny like red and blue oh the shiny red web cover yeah i know exactly which one you're talking about (laughs) i'm pretty sure i had that one and there were probably some like superman like steel 
issues mm-hmm. that I had. Mm-hmm. And like, I think I had some like random like Simpsons comic books, but I didn't have like a collection. I just had kind of like random issues here and there that I still right. enjoyed. And I understood superheroes because I was a huge fan of Batman, the animated series and X-Men and Spider-Man and all those cartoons mm-hmm. from the nineties that we will talk about on one of these episodes. Um, but I want to know, cause like, I don't really know like how you got started in it and how you like, and I guess I just like how you got started in like collecting comics as a kid. Mm-hmm. And if you understood what I didn't, that it was like, Oh, these are all part of a larger thing. I mean, okay, so I started mainly because my brother was collecting comics before me, and I actually don't know how he got into them. I think he just did. I don't I don't know. Maybe one of his friends was into it and he got into it, but he was collecting general, Superman comics. Nerd sense. Right, right. Back in the early nineties. So this was like ninety two or so. And right. I would just go to the comic book shop with Nick and Cudahay. And he would get his Superman comic, and I would get my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Adventures comics. You, quick side note. Yeah. Do you remember the name of that comic? You know, I was trying to think of it right now, and I really can't remember it. Um, was Was it a comic book store, or was it like a hobby store? There was a hobby store across the street from it, if I remember correctly, that had... That had, um, like, that's where we would get our, like, Bloodlines cards, like, or, like, you know, just random, you know, there was cards. A, there was a hobby shop mm-hmm. in Cudahy. I believe it was in, technically in Cudahy that I used to go to with my dad mm-hmm. called Cudahy News and Hobby. Oh, that's it. Yes. Yes. I used to go there with my dad because he, that's where he would buy his, like, slot cars my dad had slot cars he's like really into that yeah they actually had a slot car racetrack in the basement if you didn't know yeah um, i did not know this yeah so we used to go there and my dad used to buy like that's where he got his model kits and his slot car okay so maybe stuff. maybe maybe that is the place because i was trying to think because i mean it's you know it, to be fair these like memories in Cudahy are always through like i i see them i i was wearing an eye patch over my good eye at the time so all of my memories are like a blurry slanted and fuzzy like it's just it, i love dark. the idea of like cover up his good eye it'll force the bad eye to become good that like, was yeah that no, was that was the, that's uh, not how it worked yeah also just to finish my story real quick yeah it's sort of hate news and well, it's not really a story. I just want to finish up. Cudahy <laughs> News and Hobby eventually moved to Greenfield and became Greenfield News and Hobby really? and then went out of business. Oh, interesting. A number of years ago, it, it shut down. It See, went out of business, which sucks because, like, my buddy was really into remote control airplanes. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, the only place you could buy, like, parts and things oh, okay. for a remote control airplane because mm-hmm. otherwise you'd have to order everything online. Which, okay, whatever, but, like, right. it's nice to not have to pay shipping and stuff, especially when you just need, you know, a small, like, you know, prop or, like, a, you know, wing strut or something. Mm-hmm. And it was cool because it was, like, one of the only places – the reason I loved Cudahy News and Hobbies so much as a kid is because it was the only place that I could buy, like, anime magazines. There was, like, one specific oh, anime sure. magazine I was really into, and they had, like, you know, cool model kits. And, like, I didn't know, you were, that, you I didn't know that you were into, like, anime that, that far back. Um, yes and no. I didn't watch a lot of it, but I had 
the one cousin that I grew up kind of like idolizing, mm-hmm. he was into anime. So oh, obviously sure. as a child, that meant I was into anime. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Love how let's get back way. on topic. No, that's crazy. Okay, so yeah, it was Cudahy News and Hobby. Yeah, for sure. It must have been. Yeah, yeah, that must have been it. Um, so yeah, so I would pick up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Adventure Comics. And you know, what? what always annoys me is that Every like DC and Marvel reboot themselves every like five years because they say the continuity is too like crazy and too like hard to understand. And actually these these TMNT adventure comics had like an overarching storyline. And I like I remember my first comic I picked up, I picked up in the middle of a story arc. And you know what? I was a little confused. But I wasn't, like, lost. I also just enjoyed the comic. Like, I don't think you need to, like, reboot these things and, like, get rid of, like, you know, for, like, Batman or Superman, like, you know, 90 years of, you know, 80, 90 years of continuity to, like, grab new readers. It's like, yeah, if if you haven't, you're not going to get new readers that way. It's just people who are interested in this stuff just to begin with. I don't know. So... So was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that was your, like, first foray into comics? Or yeah. Had, like, had you, like, read your, like, brother's comics, or would he just not let you touch them without, was he, like, filled to be, to be honest, in life? In, like, you need gloves, <laughs> don't touch my shit. To be honest, in Kadahe, I actually don't remember where he had his comics, like, at all. Like, he probably didn't oh, have a big... Didn't show you. Yeah, right. He probably didn't have, like, a big collection. And then, also, when we were in Pewaukee, in the apartment in Pewaukee... We were also sharing a room at that time, so I have no idea where he put those things. I should ask him, because he was still collecting at that time. Right. Yeah, but, yeah, no, he would never let me touch them. So I I was still in the, like, vein of, I'm just going to read comics. I'm going to, like, rip through them, you know, going to tear them up and, you know, just be a kid and, you know, just read them, don't care about condition or anything like that. Right. And then... um we I got a little more into it because of the X-Men animated TV show um, because there was a comic associated with that that basically just retold the show, like episodes of the show. Really? I didn't yeah. actually know that. Yeah, it's actually, it was, it was pretty pretty decent. It was pretty fun. And cool. with that, um, I was all excited because I wanted to get those comics. And that's when we started going to... Uh, comic book shows so we went to a few comic book shows around milwaukee somewhere and my dad would go uh, because he was always looking for like silver age superman stories um because he did your dad collect yeah he did this is the annoying thing is that he had all these like very classic old superman stories that are probably you know probably now worth like you know 200 300 an issue or something like that you know just the older comics maybe not that much you know but but somewhere more than you know more than two dollars or something like that you know so they're they're expensive and then i think when my dad went off to college uh my grandma just threw them all out oh and that was just that was just the mentality like people thought they were just like magazines well, right. Um, yeah. And, you know, comic magazines, that's where, you know. And, yeah, my grandma just threw all those out, and it, it hurts my hurts my dad's soul to this day. So, yeah, we would go to comic book shows, and that's when there wasn't, like, this big boom yet where people thought that everything was going to be, you know. Actually, mm-hmm. real quick, related to your grandma throwing all that stuff out, if, <laughs> yeah. you, if you watch the show Superstore, there's, yeah. a, great, there's a great gag in the latest episode where 
all the employees are like trying to like sell their stuff to make extra money oh really okay. and <laughs> one of the guys like comes home and he's like yeah he's like this is just some stuff we had like in the cl- in the attic like you know whatever like you know it's probably just junk is any of it worth anything and they're like going through it and they're like well there's some baseball cards who's who's mickey mantle <laughs> and then he looks on the back and he goes Oh, it's from the first year he played, and he just throws it away. <laughs> and then they pull out a Superman number one. <laughs> you know, the most expensive, like, sought-after comic yeah. in the world, I imagine. Yeah. And they're like, what is this? And they're like, oh, it doesn't even, what is it? They were like, oh, it doesn't even look like, uh, what's his face? <laughs> Henry um, Cavill? Yeah, they're like, oh, it doesn't even look like Henry Cavill. And then she rips the cover off, puts her gum in it, and throws it in the garbage. <laughs> it's so good. Because oh I'm sitting here watching it going, oh my god, no! What are you doing? <laughs> I always tell Claire, this is actually funny, I always tell Claire, because Claire likes going rummage sale shopping, and I'm like, Claire, now remember, and I tell her this every time, like, if you see comic books, and you Just see buy. ones that look old... Just buy them or tell me about it, but don't act all excited. Because <laughs> I'm just right. sure, like, there's some just, like, you know, older person who, like, just has this stuff and they don't know what they have or they don't care. Well, right. Or it was their kids and they left it in the basement. Right. And now it's like, well, we're trying to get rid of it. Or it's kids whose parents passed away and they're mm-hmm. cleaning out the house. And it's like, oh, yeah, my dad had all these old comics. Now, unfortunately, in today's society ebay has become such a thing yeah that yeah. a lot of people do just look to see if it's worth anything but it's always worth checking I, a you little, know, I do admit that yeah a little while ago an action comics number one was sold on ebay um and it was i'm gonna see if i can find it because it was with like the christopher like part of the proceeds went to like the christopher reeve foundation or something like that so it was like a um, charity auction yeah yeah um I wonder if it is still if it'll still show. Um, let's see, because um, it's I think it sold for something like two million dollars or something. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it sounds about right. It does sound right to me. Um, sort by highest price. Mm, not on there anymore. But I mean, let's see what it, what is this like? Action Comics number two fifty two, in very nice condition. First appearance of Supergirl went for fifty five hundred dollars. Jesus. oddly enough only ten dollars shipping that seems low for like shipping something like that hmm. um i mean it depends how it's packed and if it was in one of like the graded cases yeah yeah so if it's in one of the graded cases i'm not too worried about it getting like damaged or anything yeah if it was just like by itself then yeah i'm insuring that thing that is oh here we go uh, a pristine copy of Action Comics number one, the first appearance of Superman in 1938, sold for a record three million two hundred and seven thousand dollars and eight hundred and fifty-two dollars uh, on an auction on eBay. Well, again, I mean that was 1938. You figure there's only what a handful of survivors at this point. Yeah, they have like they they have like what's called like Frankenstein copies of them too that are just kind of like ripped up and kind of retaped and everything like that. There are not many. There I want to say there's less than I want to say less than 10, but at least less than 20 out there. Oh yeah. Cuz again, mean, yeah, in 1938, that was the thing. They cost a nickel and Well, it's yeah, I mean what also happened is World War II happened 
Well, and right. that's also like the paper drives. It's like, yep, all these comics need to go for the war effort. Right. You know. And that's why they're so valuable. Again, yeah. we talked about this in one of our other episodes about that's why collecting is so much different now because you're right. Because people A keep everything now and B they make ten million of everything yeah. instead of a hundred yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so you started collecting with your brother in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was kind of your first foray mm-hmm. into collecting. Because I loved, because so, I loved, I, I was watching the TV show, then I got the action figures, and then I found out that they made comics, and I'm like, oh, right. I'm all like, this is, this is, this is where I'm at. So, so when did it like click for you to like, I need to get, I need to go every week <laughs> and get these issues. This is funny. Um, my brother's never going to listen to this, so it'll be fine. So, hey, we in... haven't said that. Hey, I know. We haven't said that in I know. A while. I know. Hey. It's, yeah. No, we're doing a callback. Um, no, it's uh, so I was. Let's see. It must have been. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look up the year now because I know the first comic that. So Nick. Nick really wanted me to collect comics. And I'm like, okay. And we had just moved to like our new house in Pewaukee. And he's like, okay, I we should. You didn't necessarily want to collect comics. I was like, you should. You have yeah, to. Like, you should. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, emergency. It was a Flash comic. Uh, and the, and the, um, the tagline was Emergency Stop. It was a three-part uh, miniseries where uh the flash like broke his legs <laughs> and that was the first comic that i got and yeah this just says originally published in 2009 what are you talking about <laughs> um but anyways we went to the comic book shop in Pewaukee, and i picked up that comic book and then nick's like okay now we have to like every week we'll go downstairs and we'll be part of the comic book club. <laughs> and we sat down in like the, you know, our basement was finished at that time. So we sat down in the living room downstairs and we had all the lights off and Nick lit a candle and he was. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to your brother? <laughs> like I want to, meet that version of your brother your brother seemed so weird and nice back then yeah i only know i only well i mean i know your brother now and he is a very nice guy and and, you know we get along and he's he's fine you don't need to he's really not going to listen there was that period in high school where he was just a complete asshole to you and all of your (laughs) friends except me which was very funny to me that he was an asshole to all of our friends except (laughs) me because he knew i could take him (laughs) I was from the so, mean streets of Milwaukee. He didn't want to mess with me. Yeah, no, we were we were too young still in Cudahy. Like we didn't we didn't we didn't live we didn't live through it like you have. <laughs> but yeah, it's like you tell these stories of your brother being like, "Oh, we'll be part of the comic book club," and like being not. And I'm like, that does not sound like the Nick I knew in high school. And I were like, it was just so, and he's like, and he was just talking, I, I wish I could remember like what he was talking about, but he's just like, okay, we'll do, and he made it like a ritual type thing. And I'm like, I'm reading the flash. Like, this is cool. And <laughs> the thing about that was is that now, um, I, uh, the next morning we like got on the bus and 
and Nick like and I went to like talk to Nick and I'm like, Nick, are we going to like do another like comic book thing? Are we going to talk about comics? And Nick pretended like he didn't know what I was talking about. Like, shut up, Danny. <laughs> yeah, the... Okay. That's more what I remember. Okay. Yeah. But Nick was there also the is. person he, he didn't have like, I could be wrong, but from what I remember, he didn't have many friends like from like middle school ish age like around that time so i think he was just sitting in the front of the bus talking to the bus driver he was one of those kids <laughs> so i think i think he thought that i would embarrass him in front of the bus driver in front of his cool <laughs> bus driver friend yeah now i say that also having a friend who is a bus driver so i get oh, it man uh, right I, yeah I yeah <laughs> um so... so that's that's funny though because like because obviously you know, not, not everybody knows you that listens to this podcast. I know you as just a huge, like, Batman fan mm-hmm. and a, like, you know, a big Superman fan. But, like, I know you as, like, Batman. Like, Batman is your guy. Yeah. And so to hear, like, your first kind of, like, your first big comic book purchase was The Flash. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, interesting. I expected it to be Batman. Yeah. I, yeah. You know. Early, early, ni- early, like, all the 90s, like, Mark Wade Flash like comics are just fantastic. They hold up today and they're really good. And then I started getting into, so I started getting flash. Then I started getting green lantern. Cause that was when Kyle Rayner came out as the new green lantern. And I'm like, Ooh, he's hip and cool. Like awesome. So I started reading that. And then I started reading Batman, which it was nearing wow. the end of the no man's land, uh, trilogy, like whole, like, year-long arc um and it was just so confusing to me because it's just like what's going on gotham had like an earthquake there are all these factions and then like commissioner gordon's wife gets like killed by the joker at the end spoilers for like a comic that's you know <laughs> 20 years old, old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um interesting so you kind of took a long way around so was your brother real quick like was your brother because i know your brother again i know your brother as like superman guy mm-hmm like your brother loves Superman. Yeah. Was he always like ride or die Superman? He or was, did he like yeah. you kind of like dip, you know, dabble, you know, kind of mm-hmm. so go he was, around a little bit. He was always into Superman and he was mainly collecting when death of Superman came out, when that whole huge, okay. like speculator boom came yeah. out like, Oh yeah. The action comics now or Superman 75 is the death. It's going to be worth like $85 million. But you know, again, fifty million copies were printed. Like eighty-five had, million second. I think printings. that's one of the like few comic books I had was like mm-hmm. Superman's Dead. Yeah, which makes sense. I think you know, one of the few I had. And I re- and he would read that, and then around that same time was the whole Batman Nightfall arc. So he got that whole like Bane breaking cool. Batman's back thing, and that's. Yeah. And then he would also get X Men comics, uh, Generation X. Uh, so he was Uncanny X Men, X Men. Gen X, X Man, I think all the Superman comics, which around Reign of Superman time was a lot, and just in general, there was like Steel, Superboy, Superman, Man of Steel, Action Comics. Then there's Batman, Detective Comics, Shadow of the Bat. Like I don't know where he was getting all this money. Like wait a minute, he must have been getting it from my parents. I was only getting like two dollars. They must have been giving him like twenty dollars a week. What the hell? <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't complain about mowing the lawn. So. Okay, to be fair, that's still painful. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's um, cool. So that's yeah. that's because that's a that's a I mean that's a lot to to get every week. And like yeah. I'm sitting here listening to you talk about it, and I realize now that I because like you know like I said I got you know comics here and there as a kid, you know mm-hmm. if something struck you know struck my fancy or and I feel see I feel like if I had had somebody in my life that was mm-hmm. into comics or that collected comics mm-hmm. that I would have turned out more like you because oh, i like like that's well, the no, first like, time anyone has ever said that about me well yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like because like you had your brother to kind of usher mm-hmm. you into this and your right. brother admittedly kind of had your dad to usher him in yes this. yeah mm-hmm. and i didn't have anybody like no one i knew collected talked about cared about comics right right and so like as a kid like yeah like if i had had like my dad or my like an older brother mm-hmm. to be like oh yeah this is essentially this is how comics work right you know like right. i might have cared a little bit more yeah it's just it's just yeah, interesting definitely. to like see how you know because like i had an interest in comics but without anybody to like teach me like well this is where you get them and mm-hmm. this is how it works yeah, I was just kind of like, all right, whatever. It yeah. also helps admittedly that you lived, you know, essentially within walking distance of a comic book store. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. Um, that was so. That was always. So I did. I great. bought all my comics at like Pick and Save back when they. Used oh to sure, yeah, when they comics. used to, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, come to think of it, like where I grew up in Milwaukee, I I couldn't have even, I couldn't even tell you where the nearest comic book store would have been. Mm-hmm. You know, again, outside of you know, Cud Hay News and Hobby, where I went with my dad, but. At that age, when I was going there with him, I was more into, like, anime and mm-hmm. manga stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, I got, I probably got into Batman after those, like, just other, you know, Green Lantern, Flash, you know. Young Justice was also another one. That was a little bit later. But um, I would I would secretly read Nick's comic books when he wasn't around. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And um, the problem did was... Did you ever secretly damage one? Um, I did. That's that's where yes. I was going. So, so like, I read, I, all of, I read all of Nightfall, which I know that that's not a fantastic storyline, but that's also, like, my first real, like, Batman storyline that I read in its entirety, and I love it to death. That's why I loved the whole... I love Dark Knight Rises, because it's like, oh, you finally get a pretty decent depiction of Bane. Like, that's awesome to me. Right. Like, that's amazing, you know? And, um, so I would read that and that's what got me into Batman. And then, like I was saying with the whole Superman, like dying, there was a whole long like story arc. And then there was a whole story arc called uh, funeral for a friend right after that, where they're just dealing with Superman's death and everything like that. And then his dad, Jonathan Kent has a heart attack. And there's this one issue, which I think is number seven out of 14. Don't really remember. But it shows Martha running towards John in a cornfield who's laying, like, face down. And I remember reading this comic, and somehow I spit on the cover. And... (laughs) You were so disgusted. I... Gross. Gross. (laughs) And the weird thing was, is that it was still, like, Nick got bags and boards for it. So, like, a cardboard backer and, you know, clear, like, plastic to put into it and then that would protect the comic and whatnot for those who are who, who are not in the know um 
And I remember he must have like reread it or like pulled it out. And he's like, Danny, what are you doing? Why did you like look at my comic? And I'm like, I didn't look at your comic. And he's like, well, who spit on it then? And I'm like, ah, shit. (laughs) (laughs) So then I had to pay him like the $2.25 to get a new comic. But he was so worried because he's like, this is a really important comic. It might sell out. Like, what if I don't get this comic? (laughs) And he was, he was all in it. He was, oh yeah, he was all in tizzy though. Um, <laughs> just a bit Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know how it happened. You know, I was probably I salivating so over something. I don't know. It's so good. I don't I'm know. I'm so confused, but it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's what got me into, um, actually, to back up a little bit, when we were in the apartment in Pewaukee, um, we had neighbors who were kind of creepy and whatnot, um, but their his two sons had comic books. So they had like boxes of like, they had like a big box of comic books and they had Spidey Super Stories in there, which they gave to me, which are basically, you know, like the uh, kids show, The Electric Company, you know, Morgan Freeman yeah. was on it. Very like, you know, duh, ah, da type thing. Um, they basically made a... Um, made a comic book out of that in the 70s where it's very easy, easy reading uh, comic books. And they're just horrible and fantastic at the same time. So they gave me all those. And speaking of getting into trouble... Um, I went down because we we had a shared garage, and I knew where you that like box. Neighbor. I mean, I don't want to say robbed because I brought it. I took it back. But essentially, I wanted to like take their Spawn number one and like some other comics. And I remember going upstairs, and my mom's like, "What?" Because I was holding it behind my back, like very very suspicious, just holding like a whole bunch of stuff behind my back. And my mom and Nick were like, what do you have behind there? And I'm like, uh, a calendar I found. And they're like, what do you really have? And I'm like, nothing. And then Nick's like, did you just take something? And I'm like, no. And then um, Nick found that I was taking comic books. So then I put it back. Luckily, they didn't make me go talk to like the people. But I'm like, I'll never do that again. And I didn't until they were gone. And then I did it. But really? no, I didn't. No, I'm not that cool. All right, stand, cool. stand down, everybody. Stand down. <laughs> um, interesting. Speaking of Spawn. Yeah. So I I like Spawn because mm-hmm. I was a kid of the 90s. Yeah, and, you know that comic is still going and still being written I, by Todd McFarlane? really yeah yeah i think i just saw like a youtube video on it where he is still writing and drawing most of um i i think i want to say that he's probably right i think it's something crazy so here's a weird thing so i was never that into like the spawn comics again i was never really into comics Mm -hmm. but i was like obsessed with like spawn and mcfarlane figures those were so cool because they were so good so because they were very detailed detailed, and very articulate and like a bunch of the akira mcfarlane toys Mm -hmm. i think i still do they're in my basement um nice yeah i have a i have a a bunch but i had like so many like spawn figures that i loved and because they were so cool i loved them but i had no context for them because i didn't read the comics like i didn't 
I didn't care about the Spawn universe. I remember watching the Spawn movie. Thought that was cool as a kid. Oh, man. I remember, yeah, I watched it with Joe on VHS, and I'm like, this is the best thing ever. I think they're trying to, like, remake it, or they're trying to, like, do something with Spawn again. Yeah, I think, to bring it's, it back. I think it's been in development hell for a while. Um, um, yeah, but, like, I had all these, like, Spawn and McFarlane toys that I love. Mm-hmm. I, I had, you know, a ton of X-Men figures, Spider-Man figures, Batman oh, yeah. figures. Like, I was really into the universe. I was really into the toys and the animated series. But I never got into the comics. And it's very strange yeah. to me because I was, like, so in to all of these, like, heroes and people. But I, like, just never got in to, like, the story or, like, the comic. Like, right. I never got into the comics. And right. that feels so strange to me in a way. But yeah. I just was like, no, that – I don't know about that. But the toys in the, the TV show, <laughs> absolutely. I'm all yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember, so probably every year for a while, we would go to comic book conventions. And uh, this was like growing up, so like we would go with my dad. And I would also pick up, at that time, I would also pick up Spider-Man comics early on as well. And just get the very like shiny covers and the holographic covers. And I'm like, those are cool. So, you know. So real quick. So obviously talking Mm -hmm. about, so you were like DC all the way. For the most part, yeah. With, I mean, I like Spider Man, but Batman I was totally. And Flash yeah. and but as far and as Lander. as far as collecting goes, yeah, I was totally DC. You were all DC, yeah. kind of all the time. Okay, yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. interesting to me because like I feel like again, it's very much people tend to really seem to collect like one or the other, like DC or Marvel. Like mm-hmm. it really doesn't right. feel like there's a lot of. I mean, there are people that collect. I know there are, but yeah, is there? I guess like is there a reason why like was it just because like that's what your brother collected that's what you got into or yeah i think i think it was probably just the i liked batman as a character a lot and i think that's where it came from and i think just like green lantern and flash were just kind of fun it wasn't as like those comics like flash and green lantern weren't as dark as they are as like dc is now right and that's why later on in life I kind of gravitate more towards Marvel because they just have more fun storylines and they aren't trying to be well, especially as with, gritty. Well, especially with characters like Spider-Man and the Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy. And there's some like pretty like comedic characters they have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I switched over to like later on, I was like getting Spider-Man comic books because like the whole Dan Slott Superior Spider-Man run was fantastic. Like the whole like him, like Doc Ock taking over Peter Parker's body. Like that's amazing. It was such a good like, and then, you know, you have Batman who's like trying to be all gritty and dark. And while it's fun, I'm just like, okay, sometimes I kind of need to be a little, let's <laughs> have a little bit of levity, a little bit of levity. So let's touch on comic book conventions. You've brought them up a few times. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. talk about those mm-hmm. a little bit because we went to one, We've gone to a, a bunch together now. Yeah. Um, the yeah. first one we ever went mm-hmm. together was in West Dallas. Mm-hmm. At Burnham. Yep. We'll touch on that one. But I want to talk, like, so what was, like, your first experience with them? Like, with your brother, your dad? Yeah, it was, my first experience was probably going through the stacks, and my dad gave me, like, $10.00. And he's like, yeah, you can just kind of look through. And it was so much fun because we were at like a bowling alley or something like that. That's what like they that. always are. And 
because that's where they and they always have that distinctive like stale smoke smell and you know bo it's it's a good time i mean it just is what it is like that you know when you're in those small like areas it's just what it is and i remember just flipping through and like oh man these comics are 50 cents these are 25 i can get so many and then i remember um i would get i got like a few x-men comics and i remember getting the season finale x-men comic the one with master mold in it okay and i remember like paying for it and being in front of the guy being like oh man i didn't see this in the tv show this is like they must have added like different things i wonder if i like missed this part in the tv show and the guy's like no the comic's just a little bit different than the tv show just like so annoyed at probably some stupid little kid (laughs) um But it was so much fun to kind of look through all those things and just be like, ooh, I can get like any, I can get a ton of stuff here right. for, um, for you know, this little amount of ooh, money. Normally these are $2 <laughs> each. Now they're 50 cents. Right. Yeah, this is great. And then I just started, like, I think going to comic conventions really kind of, I have, I have a collecting personality. So it's like when I get one thing and I kind of want to do it more, I'm just like, well, I guess I'm all in yeah, and well, I just yeah, go we, to town. We both have that disease. Uh, it's bad <sighs> because I would just, um, going <laughs> fast forwarding to when I went to a comic book convention with Nick, when I was in Madison, um, once, and this was just at like, you know, a holiday inn or something like that. I remember coming back uh, from his place with just boxes and boxes of comic books. Cause I had a whole list. I had like a list of like Batman right. comics I needed detective comics. And it's just like, great. Like I'll just do all of, all of these things now. And you know, and I, it was just so crazy how much money I've actually spent on all of that. And I did kind of the same thing with you. Like when we would go to comic conventions, but there was a well, much right. more so limited budget. The first one we ever went to, which is actually my first comic convention. And now Understand as well, most of the comic conventions we're talking about are local comic conventions. They're very small. You know, it's just representative from comic book stores Mm -hmm. and probably even some private collectors that are trying to sell their goods. They're usually Mm -hmm. in, yeah, like bowling alleys or, you know, conference rooms at hotels. They're not the, like, San Diego Comic Con or, like, Wizard Worlds because we can talk about it, but, like, those are barely comic conventions at this point they're pop culture conventions they really which is fine yeah. it's sad. they're they're fun right. we we go to which wizard is world which in, is great. in madison cool. you know we've gone the last you know we went last year we went like two years before that but like don't call it a comic convention mm-hmm. it's a pop culture convention which is fine it's absolutely fine it's great you find some good toys there they've always got fun t-shirts yeah. like i love it but especially like this past year there were like, yeah no comics there um Unless you're looking for single issues, which yeah. again we'll get into. Yeah. So the first comic convention we went to yeah, was in, in like, West yeah. Dallas, with Burnham mm-hmm. Bowl, which is a bowling alley, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like distinctly remember it because I was there mainly because again, like I wasn't super into comics. There were a few series that I I was kind of into, mm-hmm. but like I was there again for like anime bullshit because comic conventions and like anime yeah. stuff went hand in hand. For, for whatever reason. It's always kind of been like that. Mm-hmm. Right, for sure. And so I remember being there. Like, I remember distinctly being there and seeing an in-the-box, like, Kaneda and motorcycle from Akira and wanting it. But it was just, like, oh, way yeah, too expensive yeah. for me at the time. <laughs> but 
But yeah, I remember going through, like, you mm-hmm. know, sitting there and like going through the big boxes of comics and like picking out things here and there, you know, like mm-hmm. there is something fun about, cause it's, it's the same reason, honestly, that I enjoy like going to the record store or like going to half price books. It's that thrill of yeah. the hunt. Yeah. It's, it's that trying to find mm-hmm. that one thing you're looking for or that diamond in the rough where you're like, oh my God, I, I got it. Like I found it that's that's what's really annoying because i i remember this day clearly because i passed on three comic books for some reason because probably because i just wanted to buy more comic books for my money instead of just three comic books but this there's this one vendor who had the first appearance of ra's al ghul the first appearance of poison ivy and like the first appearance of scarecrow and i'm just like oh okay so the first appearance of ra's al ghul was ten dollars should have picked that up same poison ivy was like 15 dollars, and scarecrow was like 30 and i st- i should have picked all of those and then like, like and then like 10 years later sold them for three yeah. times as much right right and it's just like ah well you know but yeah but i mean to be fair the best part about that day oh, was gold coast subs let's just God, let's just be real anybody who grew up in wisconsin <laughs> namely milwaukee uh knows well might know gold coast subs if you grew up uh in like west dallas that was yep. that was my first that was my first experience i was introduced to it and oh my, it was it was oh. glory that that's i was introduced was... to it through my through my stepdad you can still <laughs> get essentially gold coast subs it's suburbia now really? suburbia was started oh, by okay. like the same people that had gold coast subs but because because gold coast subs oh, itself i believe is no longer around like they're done they're gone but there are some suburbia okay. locations kind of scattered about. There's honestly, there's one like right down the street from my house and I've never been there and it's a travesty. But um, <laughs> yeah, cool, cool, cool. also getting caught in the rain driving back. It was raining. We were driving back from West oh, Dallas to right. Milwaukee. That's right. And it started raining so hard that we actually had to pull over on the highway. We had to pull over. And like wait for we? it to pass because yeah. you could not see. It was the wildest shit that was insane i forgot because it was like so bright and sunny and then all the of a sky sudden just it opened was like flipped it was, a switch it was insane and it's like we were not the only car oh, to pull over and I stop like everybody that. did because oh, it, yeah, was, it no. was insane yeah. um but there was that and then i remember going to my first big comic convention was wizard world chicago with you our friend andy mm-hmm. And did our friend Holly go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We took a bus down. So there was like a local yeah, comic yeah. shop in Waukesha that like had, you could like, you basically like signed up and you could get like a seat. They had like a coach bus that was like taking people there. So cool. It was actually a really cool idea. <laughs> like, it's really cool. And I remember going down there. Yeah. And again, yeah. that was this whole thing of like, oh my God, like this is such a huge thing. And I remember walking around with our backpacks full of right. comics and toys and BS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was no, what was that? Was that the year where we were stuck in front of the guy um, on the bus who was just talking about just probably random I don't remember, stuff? dude. That was a long time ago. Because I have photos of this. Really? They're on the drive that I gave you. <laughs> 
yeah there's there's wizard world um on there so yeah yeah we yeah. can we can post that stuff on there because yeah if i remember correctly there was a kid on the bus who just wouldn't stop talking to us that and sounds like so me i mean that like i think there's a picture of you just being i mean that so, does sound like, like me being so annoyed <laughs> my girlfriend is, would tell you that fair. sounds yeah just like yeah. me um yeah so <laughs> i'm gonna say so like i i don't know where i started collecting i now have a modest collection of comics um i've always kind of kept it small mm -hmm. i prefer like graphic novels or collections i don't like single issues they take up too much space i know you've yeah. kind of gotten yeah. to that point you're collecting as well i would much rather i would much rather yeah. have yeah, like yeah. the like hardcover like collects issues one through ten you know then have 10 right. individual issues you know when we when i was living when i was living in madison i was when i first moved there i was getting my comics in the mail and i was getting like a ton of comics this was when like um like flashpoint happened and they rebooted the whole dc universe so i was getting a ton of different comics and i was doing that for a long time then going to conventions with my brother and then i'm just like it's also just way too expensive to do that. And I kind of like the whole collected things because I, I can easily go back to that right. instead of opening up the bag and board, reading a comic, putting it back. So then I sold every one of my comics. Every single, single issue that I have. I think I've got, I've got some that are signed, but I think just like the individual comics I have, I have probably like 10 or 20. All right, you're going to keep some of them. Left. I sold, I yeah, I sold, I would say, all together. I went on eBay, just sold, got a, a decent deal on, like, everything. And I sold probably yeah, in the range of, like, 2,000 comics. Probably. And it's also, like, because I had comic boxes, which are bit, just big, long, kind of file-looking boxes. File cabinet-looking boxes. And I had, like, 20 of those. Like... It was crazy. And we had like the shelf space down in our old basement to do all that stuff, uh, to have all that. But it's just like, right. they're just sitting down here. Like, and I mean, to be fair, that's kind of the same thing with like books, but also like I can easily grab those and, and like, not have to pull out, if I want not to. have to pull out six um, separate so, issues and flip through six different issues right, all the right. time, you know, opening the bag, pulling them out, you know, like, yeah. Yep. And I like, yeah. And I mean, it's just like, I've spent so much money on comics and I clearly didn't get any of, you know, nearly anything what I got back on, well, you know, what I spent on it. But, you know, it's just like, that, I needed I mean, to, I needed made to switch. Money on some I wanted of the more, to do like, rare comics that right. had. Right. There and were, that, there were some, cause I did have some Silver Age Batman. Out. I had some, that balances like, out first appearance kind of stuff. Not getting yeah. cover for some of the other ones. Cause again, I mean, that's that's what it boils down to. Everybody's trying to hit right. on that one that's going to be worth something. Well, collectors mm -hmm. are hoping to hit on that one that's worth something. Well, that's, yeah. Meanwhile. Yeah. That's also the thing. It's like, you know, I'm just like, I know, because I was when I was selling all these comics, I'm like, I know I've got some comics that are worth money. And I'm like, they might be worth more money later on, but I can still get, like, it is consistently selling for, I don't know, let's just say $100. Like... I can just do it right now and maybe be annoyed that I could have made like another hundred dollars, but I don't know right now. It seems good enough to me. So let's just do it. So I, 
I got rid of all my single issues and then I just started getting, <laughs> then I started getting like some trade paperbacks. And then I realized that I actually, right. I just love hardcover books. I just like the look of them better. So then I started yeah, switching over right, to getting man. all hardcovers. I was trying I to actually think like I'm staring. And, yeah. If I sound far away from my mic, I apologize. I'm trying to stare at my. <laughs> you do. I was going to say, yeah, if you don't, the phone, then I'm like, oh yeah, we're on Bluetooth. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was trying to think of like what the okay, first I can hear you fine. Like, thing that I got was, I think it was Mouse. Oh no, uh-huh. you know what it was? I know exactly what started it. What started it for me was at a mm-hmm. Comic Con, I bought one of the first Flight book, which was a like collection of like stories from like various artists and writers mm-hmm. and from there yeah. i went on to, to get um i i had found because i really like a lot of kind of like slice of life stuff or like contained stories mm-hmm. i have some superhero stuff like i've got some some batman and yeah. some spider-man and and justice league stuff like i've got all that but mm-hmm. I got um yeah yeah I was trying to think of the name of it um so I I got uh box office poison oh yeah mm-hmm. I got black hole oh black hole is good right and so those were the two that kind of triggered my brain like oh like comics are not just superheroes one off story like. They are more than that. I also got that was kind of around the same time that I ended up getting um, Mouse, yeah, which is one of the greatest stories ever. It's about Nazi Germany concentration camps, but it's like cats and mice. Oh, it's so, amazing and depressing. It's so good, and, very depressing. Yeah, yeah. but fantastic. Um, I mean, yeah. oh, absolutely, it's so good. Yeah, and then I think the biggest collection I have right now, which like, because you have gotten me into most of this stuff, like you are my mm-hmm. go-to for a lot of this. Yeah, because I'm like, hey, is you know, because I'll be at Half Price Books and I'll see like a writer, an artist that you've suggested to me. It's like, well, hey, is this any good? Is this mm-hmm. worth? picking up so on yeah. and so forth mm-hmm. and so obviously powers was the big one yeah yeah that you recommended to me i have all the powers stuff black science deadly class mm-hmm. you know private eye saga black sad black sad's one of my black favorites i love black sad yeah um but I have so much stuff. I'm just kind of reading off what I can see. And I just like now, right now, I mean, I still, I have, I used to collect like everything. They, they've start. I love Silver Age and Bronze, Bronze Age stuff. And I love like getting the Spider-Man omnibuses and they've been doing like Batman omnibuses and old like DC horror, like stuff from the fifties and sixties. And I love all that stuff. But and I used to collect like everything, and now it's just like I need to like slow down and not like I still have stuff in like shrink wrap that I haven't opened. Like, but the only right. one that right now that I consistently buy for pretty much when it comes out is Jeff Lemire. I love that author. I love that. I like he's an author illustrator. He's done a lot of stuff for Marvel for DC, but he also does kind of slice of life type stuff. Like Essex County is probably oh, God. one of my Essex favorite County books. Essex County is so good. Like, I finally got a copy of that after hearing you talk about both him and it mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. I finally got it. And, and it's like, it I'm, worth, I'm so, so happy good. that I like, I got into that stuff before Jeff Lemire started doing stuff for Marvel and DC and started getting like more well-known. Cause I have a ton of stuff signed by him and sketched by him that 
has gone for a little bit more money than I would be willing to pay for now. So I'm right. happy that I have like this really, really nice collection of Jeff Lemire stuff. So, I mean, that's probably like some of the stuff that I will always get like immediately when it comes out, like pre-order it. Just, right. Yeah. I'll just go. Yeah. And it. like, I think for me, it was that realization that like, Oh, like there are comic creators out there that aren't DC and Marvel. Right. Like there's a lot of, right smaller print houses now and mm -hmm. even like sub companies of dc and marvel yeah that put out these smaller more niche titles mm -hmm. that are still very good um and that like there's stuff like i said like powers and black science and deadly class which are very adult comedy these are not for kids right you know right. these deal with sex drugs murder mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of stuff in there yeah that it that it deals with it's not all you know like yes i have like the spider-man stuff and i've got you know some some justice league stuff that mm -hmm. you know is more not necessarily family friendly but more palatable for kids right you know whereas like i would not let a kid i would not let a kid anywhere near deadly class because that's a comic book that's literally about a school of assassins. Like we, we had, not... we had a we had a friend over, and uh, they have like a fourteen year old kid, and she was just like, "Oh, you have oh, comic books? They can read Deadly Classes." And I'm just like, and she's like, and I'm like, "Holy cow!" She's like, "Holy cow! You have a ton of comics." And I'm like, "Yeah, I, I do." You know, she's like, "Can I read them?" And I'm like, "No." Some of I mean, them. I've got a lot. I mean, I've got Preacher, which. Oh my God. Anything like Garth Ennis is just like, Oh God, just <laughs> you need to be in the right mindset for that. Or like right. the boys, but like I have all these also like Spider-Man, Batman, like stuff that's safe to read. Nope. She grabs preacher right off the front and turns to like, you know, someone getting, you know, their dick bitten off or something like that. I'm like, Oh, of course, of course you just grabbed that. Like why, why out of all the stuff that you could grab, you just grabbed like someone being mutilated and saying fuck over and over again. And I'm like, all right, good on you. I'm like, no, let's just stay away from that right now. That'd be, that's, that's good. You know, I was just thinking like, because comic books have become so popular in like media, like, you know, Endgame just came out. Fantastic. Like, amazing. Well, like, comic books haven't become popular. And superheroes yeah, have become popular. I guess popular. superheroes, but also, like, um, Netflix came out with Umbrella Academy, which right. uh, I have actually never read, but I fucking loved the show. I thought the show was fantastic, amazing. Well, I mean, and now, I mean, sci fi, sci fi yeah. made happy and deadly class. Yeah. It's Which like, I've only seen the first couple of Deadly Class, but it was very good. It's it's one of those things where like I look and then I was looking like side by side comparisons between the show Umbrella Academy and the comic book, and I'm like, oh, the comic book is like so incredibly different than what oh, I mean. Yeah. Some of the elements are there, but I'm like, I don't know if I could go and read the comic book and be and like enjoy it because I have like these characters in my mind. And right. like, I want, you know, I want these characters to do this and the storylines are so different. And well, that's why like, I could never really watch the powers TV show. Right. Right. Powers was made into a TV show by Sony. It was mm -hmm. only available on the PlayStation network, which is a huge mistake. <laughs> it makes no nobody sense. watched it. Yeah. Um, and I watched the first few episodes and I just like, couldn't like, I just couldn't do it because mm -hmm. It's one thing when you go from like a normal book to a TV show because that's all in your mind. You can yeah. recreate the characters and what they look like. Right. And it's not right. as big of a deal if it's like, well, the characters 
blonde instead of brunette now. Okay, whatever. Right. It was a book. Like, and it's mm-hmm. fine. But in comics, like, comics have a already established look for these characters. Mm-hmm. And if you suddenly change that, the diehard fans yeah. are going to be pissed. Yeah. And the fans of the show who are going to try to go back and read the comics are going to be like, oh, well, wait, who's this? He's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why, like, the power show, like, I could never get around because the main character is supposed to be, like, an ex-super. He's supposed to be, like, this big kind of Superman-looking dude. Mm-hmm. You know, this big, strong guy. And they got an actor to play him in the show who is a very talented, very good actor. Right. But is a man of pretty slight build. Yeah. And so it just was like, wait, I'm supposed to believe that this dude used to be Superman, essentially? Yeah. Like... I don't. It's just it's, that it's doesn't track those, in my brain. Like I also try. I also speaking of preacher. I also tried to watch the preacher AMC preacher series, and like yeah, I think never it's still that. going. I watched like two episodes, and I was because it it was made by like Seth Rogen and someone else who loved the comic books. Right. And I'm just like oh, okay, so it'll be like I was hoping for like kind of an exact recreation. And it was not, and I just couldn't get into it. I just because I wanted to see certain things, and maybe right. they're later on, and maybe I should have given it more. But I'm just like, ah, eh, no. It's why I fell out of like Game of Thrones. It's why mm-hmm. I'm like, temp- like I'm like, almost like afraid to continue on with Deadly Class. Sure, because it's a comic series that I really do love, mm-hmm. but like I don't want it ruined. <laughs> essentially, right. right. Real quick, so. Before we end, there's one other thing I want to touch on. So what if, like, I guess what is, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this because I'm, I'm curious of what your answer is going to be. What would you suggest as a like stepping off point to someone who wants to get into comics? Like what if there's someone listening to this? That's like, I want to start reading comics. Cause like there's people like me who like, I would love to go back and like read, you know, the classic Spider-Man stuff or the classic Batman stuff, but there's like 50 years worth of comics and it's overwhelming and intimidating. And then I just get scared and I go do something else. I would, because I'm looking, because I'm looking at this like wall of Batman comics and I go, okay. Um, there's like eight different universes and 50 different storylines. And I'm going to go over here and do this instead because it's easy. I would definitely say, if you want Spider-Man, I still highly recommend Superior Spider-Man by Dan Slott. Um, that has a little bit of backstory in it that you would kind of be needing to know, but still fantastic. Which also leads into Spider-Verse from there, so which good. is fantastic. Which would be a Not good... that I did read. <laughs> which would be good. Uh, for Batman, I would definitely say probably the best thing that came out of the whole, like flashpoint you know dc reboot the new 52 was scott snyder's and greg capullo's run on batman loved pretty much all of that and that kind of re because they hold like rebooted all their series but the batman what about, series is fantastic okay so what about like because like i know like i've done this or like you know well i have you so i'm like look it up on the internet i have you mm. but like would you suggest people because like I, you know you can go to half-price books, Barnes and Noble, yeah. Amazon, whatever. And they do the like trade paperbacks of like, you know, <clears throat> Batman Killing Joke, Long yeah. Halloween, mm-hmm. like these classic storylines. Yeah. Yeah. I was definitely, like, you can, yeah. you can just Google it. You can be like 
best Batman com like best Batman stories, best Batman mm-hmm. like trade paperbacks, and it'll come up with like Long Halloween, long, or uh, Long Halloween, uh, Killing Joke. Killing Joke's one of the best. I have a copy of that. I would, yeah, um, I would say like Killing Joke, Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller's Batman, not yes. Dark Knight Strikes Back. That's shit. Um, <laughs> I would say Hush, uh, Jim Lee, uh, Hush would be good long halloween you are right jeff Loeb's and tim Saleh's run is fantastic um watchmen gotta read watchmen is classic they're actually making a t hbo's making a tv yeah i was i was i was looking at that i'm like oh that's interesting uh watch things i don't think any of the watchmen are actually in it so yeah right um watchmen v for vendetta um if you want more like slice of life type stuff that you said, we've mentioned it before. I can't, I can't recommend uh, Essex County highly enough. I think that's so amazing. Any of Jeff Lemire's stuff, really, if you're looking like underwater welder, um, he's got, um, he's got some other, uh, what's the other one? Royal something. Royal City, I think is his new like slice of life type Um series uh blankets by craig thompson is fantastic i was gonna say like i have a lot of stuff that's like kind of more one-off contained Mm -hmm. story stuff if that's more interesting like the sculptor i was just going to say that sculptor is fantastic uh private eye is one of my absolute favorites Mm -hmm. i love private eye it's in a weirdly shaped book unfortunately (laughs) If you, I still it, love it. I, if you're looking for something a bit newer, uh, I recommend Paper Girls. Oh yeah, which I have not read out, that yet, but yeah, which starts out very normal and then gets very weird. I guess because that's Brian. <laughs> that's Brian K. Vaughn, isn't it? Yes. I would say yeah. I mean, definitely, if we're going into like sixty issue contained storylines, like there's a one, like it's a it's a whole set. I would say any of Brian K. Vaughn stuff, which is Paper Paper Girls, Paper Girls um saga which is still going um why the last man and my favorite of his is ex machina um i get the people like why the last man better but for some reason ex machina i think they're making again i think they're trying to make a tv show or a movie based on why the last man yeah they have been for a while a while ago shia labeouf was supposed to be in it a long time ago um but why the last man is fantastic yeah, um, I mean, it's it's like it, it is intimidating to just get into comics, right? Like, honestly, I think one of the other things you can do is like if you have a comic book store near your house, yeah, talk to the people that work there. Mm-hmm. You right. know, be like, look, this is what I'm into. This is what I'm curious about. Kind of mm-hmm. point me in the right direction. Right. I right. I would suggest sticking to trade paperbacks or yeah. like contained collection, like yeah. hardcover collections. They're a little bit pricier usually, yeah. but they're much easier to store and look nicer than just a bunch of single issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And admittedly, definitely. if they're older trade paperbacks, you can get them for, you know, probably relatively cheap. Right. If it's like number right. one and they're on number six now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then as you get in, as you go into comics, like even me, again, not being like a humongous comic, you know, knowledgeable about comics um but like you find the artists and the writers that you really like Mm -hmm. like brian k vaughn brian michael bendis yeah you know yeah i would say if if whoever whoever does i can't remember the guy who does deadly class off the top of my head 
Yeah. I, w I would say if you want something a little more lighthearted and kind of fun, I would say Jeff Smith's Bone is very fun. It's kind of more well, yeah, aimed at like, like middle grade, like middle schoolers, but I enjoyed it tremendously. And again, if you want stuff also that's like, again, more slightly like I mentioned, like Box Office Poison yep. is very slice of lifey. Um, if you want to go kind of older school and if you ever saw the movie, they're the movie Ghost World is oh, based on a graphic right. novel, right? Um, which is good. I don't have a copy of it anymore. Oh, that's interesting. I might have, I might have sold it actually. Sure. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff out there. I mean, and yeah, all, we, I we mean, could probably talk for another hour on know. what's good. And there's, there's something for there's something for everybody in comics, you know. And mm -hmm. I think the the biggest thing is getting rid of the stigma of like, oh, comics are just for nerds, or like comics are just for kids. When it's right. like. Well, no, the superhero movies have clearly shown that comics are for anybody. Yeah, um, yeah. And also the fact that all you have to do is, like, read some of the stuff that we've talked about, and you find out very quickly that they are not for kids. <laughs> they are uh, not at all. <laughs> like, I don't think I have anything on my shelf right now that I... Well, I've got some of the, like, Spider-Verse and, like, mm -hmm. like Spider-Man stuff that I, I would give to, like, a kid. Oh, Paper God. Girls would be good for, like, a 14-year-old girl. Like you said, like you had rummaging around Preacher, who you, who I met, you've never seen those friends again. God, um, it was just like how, like, yeah, I, I mean, thinking about my, I don't know, my bookshelves in front of me, but there is a lot of very mature content on there. There, there is a reason why they have like those ratings on there, and for comic right. books, I think they're pretty accurate. I think, uh, yeah, you should, you should adhere to those ratings because, oh my God, <laughs> some of that stuff is hard to get through. All right, well, we can end it there. <laughs> yeah, right, right. On a good, good, gross, creepy note. Good times. <laughs> um, yeah, we can end it there. I mean, this is a topic, again, like, yeah, comics is a topic that we can uh, probably talk about much more. Yeah, yeah. Because it is a very deep topic for us, you know, topic for us and, you know, big part of your life, I know. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll end it there. You can think of a topic for next week. I'm excited to see what you bring. Yeah, table. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. It's going to be comics too. Why I now hate comics and why I why I collect Jello now. Oh my God! I I swear, if you try to bring Jello as a topic, I will shut it down. You'll forget about this soon enough. I'm going to bring it in like you know a few weeks. It'll be fine. Oh yeah, I was going to say if you bring it next week. I mean, I have to edit this, so I'll remember. But in like three <laughs> weeks, I will not remember. See, all. it'll be fine. It'll be great. <laughs> I will not. I will not remember it all. It'll be terrible. <laughs> well, it'll be good for you. Yeah. I just don't think there's an hour on Jello. You could bring desserts on this. That's ridiculous. What other desserts are there than Jello? That's right. You can't think of any. So, cake. what? I've never heard of that before. Is that your? I have so many pictures of us <laughs> making cakes. I'm pretty sure we just made Jello. Cake, pie, brownies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ice creams. Oh yeah. Sorbet. Ooh. Sherbert. Yeah, I always say Sherbert, but it's Sherbet. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. I like finally looked at the word one day, like relatively recently. I'm like, oh, there's not an R in there? Oh, interesting. Sherbet. Sherbet sounds weird. Sherbet, yeah. It sounds like Sherbet sounds sh like Sherbet's like Ernie sounds and like Bert. A... Is like, hey, Sherbet. Well, like, <laughs> Sherbet sounds like the name of someone from like the nineteen tens. <laughs> sherbet 
Hey, hello, no. William. Hey, Sherbet. Hey, that's actually not a bad name. Well, keep that one in mind. I mean, maybe. Think about it. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, I'm Dan. Uh, oh wait. Whoa. No. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I'm Dan. No, you know what? No, we're keeping it now. I'm Dan. I'm Mike. That's it. I'm not saying anything else. <laughs> I'm already. I've already ruined it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Have a good Let's one. Try to get... <laughs> no, 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 fuck no. it. No, we're done. All right. Bye, everybody. I'm Dan. <laughs> I hate Jello. I'm Mike. Asshole. <laughs>